Serbia's attack was suicidal. Max Verstappen, you are a race winner. You like my pace? You like it? Hello and welcome to Back of the Grid, or as it'll be called next season, Lotus Monster Energy Back of the Grid Mercedes Rolex. My name is Chris, <laughs> and I'm joined as ever by Tom and by Stu. Hi. Hello. How's it going? All right. Very good, good. thank you. A bit, bit hungover from the weekend. It's probably going to be quite a coffee podcast this week. Yeah, it? Tom, Tom yeah. can barely speak, so we might get less and less of him as the episode goes on. <laughs> We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, so we're a few days away from the Malaysian Grand Prix, so we're here to do predictions, run through some news, and we're also going to try a little game this week, but more of that a bit later on. So I guess we'll dive straight into the news. Uh, the first thing being that Aston Martin and Red Bull have now sort of increased their partnership for next year. Uh, Aston are going to be Red Bull's title sponsor for 2018. Uh, they've been... Uh, partners since 2016 uh, they were innovation partners um, and they worked together on the Aston Martin Valkyrie hypercar uh, but they're now going to be officially called Aston Martin Red Bull Racing next year they've said the brand is going to feature prominently across the team uh, they're also creating 100 jobs in a new advanced performance center in the Red Bull factory uh, where they're going to be working on some of Red Bull's supercar projects and stuff like that Um yeah, and it's kind of what we said a week or two ago was likely going to happen, and there's a good chance this is going to lead to Aston Martin engines in 2021, yeah. regulation dependent, of course. They've yeah. not they've not strictly said yes, but they've basically said if the regulation will benefit them and certain things are adhered to that they're interested in seeing, I think to do with like dyno regulations as to how much stuff can be run on a dyno before it goes into the car and stuff like that um, yeah that's... as long as everything that they see there is to their liking they're willing to yeah. put themselves forward as an engine supplier so which, which worryingly might not happen if recent rumblings mm. have be, are to be to believe because they're saying that the mgu oh Oh. <laughs> <Apologies>. <laughs> the uh the mguh element is apparently a, an element that some of the manufacturers are quite keen on keeping because it's quite yeah high definitely tech. so i think they're a bit at odds aren't they with sort of yeah. the the idea of making the engines cheap and it looks like the teams are at odds with the with the uh authorities now if you, if you like yeah, I mean, there's always a there's a group of fans who always say, let's go back to V10s, V8s, whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if we do that, <clears throat> no one's going to make those engines because they are just yeah, irrelevant these days. Exactly. I prefer the term subset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the formula nostalgia crowd. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though. Aston Martin have very much put the ball in Formula One's court and said, we want to be here in 2021 if you make it attractive for us. And I think there's probably a number of engine manufacturers that are probably in that sort of court to be honest <clears throat> yeah it's yeah. the likes of audi and porsche have already yeah definitely kind of yeah. said similar of if, if things are looking our way for 2021 yeah be interested in getting involved so yeah it'd be interesting to see where it goes but they stepped up their commitment to the sport like a little bit more each year haven't they so yeah, fingers crossed that they'll not be too sensitive to the regulations in terms of actually coming yeah. in. It'd be nice to see them in the sport, to be honest. It does give us the fun situation where we've got a British car manufacturer sponsoring an <laughs> Austrian team named after a fizzy drinks company. 
with a French engine that's badged with a Swiss watchmaker's logo. Yep. International. Uh... Yeah. Which then potentially will turn into a Japanese engine badged up with the British car <laughs> yeah. manufacturer, possibly. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe by 2021, we'll just have an Aston Martin Red Bull with no other funny business going on, but maybe we shall see. Yeah. Um, in driver news, uh, Force India have confirmed they're sticking with Perez and Ocon for next year. Uh, it was a little bit up in the air for a while when they were crashing into each other every other race, but it seems like they've calmed down enough to decide that that is actually a really good driver lineup and it makes sense to keep them. Uh, Perez was on the shopping list for a few teams, but in the end I think he decided that with all of the uh, seats opening up in 2019, at like top teams he didn't want to harm his chances by taking a risk on another new team next year I think Renault was a pretty I think he had an offer on the table at Renault if you believe certain things so yeah, a bit of stability for next year hoping to get a yeah. top seat in 2019 makes sense for him to do what he's done though I think like you say with with the way that there's a lot of contracts up at the end of 2018 yeah absolutely meaning some seats are definitely going to be open in 2019 mm. whether the same drivers end up sat in them again is something yes. we'll find out between now and then but there's the possibilities there isn't there so yeah so it's, it's like a game of chess this season isn't it everyone's it really sort is. Of quite keeping their cards close to the chess now that you have cards in chess but you never mind <laughs> <laughs> it was very much Alonso uh, was the key to it this year I feel like next year it's going to be Red Bull's engine situation because mm, yeah. the engine in the back of that in 2019 I think will have a big bearing on what drivers are in that car yeah for sure well next next year though as well you've got the likes of Raikkonen's only on a one year deal so yep. Bottas and Hamilton's multi-year deal ends at the end of 2018 doesn't it yeah so we could have a, potentially a lot of movement wow that's come around so quick hasn't it mm. yeah it really like, you has. don't imagine Lewis driving anywhere else really can you see him to, anywhere else I I think unless a chance comes to go to Ferrari, which is very unlikely, he'll stay at Mercedes for the rest of his career. No, yeah, he, he's expressed the desire to drive for Ferrari at some point in his career, but there was a comment that he made um, after Seb signed his new multi-year deal. I think it was a three-year deal, yeah. wasn't it, with Seb? When he signed that earlier this season, Lewis made a, a bit of a throwaway comment, but it was along the lines of... I've wanted to drive for Ferrari, but that's probably not going to happen now. Seb's got his new deal, as in I'll never end up his teammate. I'd, no. yeah. I don't think Ferrari would ever I do think that. the only way it would happen if he's the two of them swap places, to be honest. Yeah. Or if, yeah. you know, if, if the, what if the Red Bull engine, uh, sorry, what if the uh, Honda engine turns out to be an absolute barnstormer next season? <laughs> and Vettel's and, knocking on Red um, Bull's door again. Yeah, yeah, it goes back to Red Bull. That'd be an interesting <laughs> thing to want to to panel. yeah but we shall see yeah uh as for williams uh their short list of who's going to partner lance stroll is down to three drivers now uh massa deresta and kubica um obviously massa is kind of there keeping the seat warm for a year after bottas left uh he said he's he's keen on staying but not if he is the last resort which sadly i think is probably the only reason he is going to stay there um an interesting thing I read in an article on Motorsport magazine. Um, so Williams are keen to get uh, Robert Kubica a test at some point. And they planned on testing him at Suzuka. 
uh, because before the Singapore Grand Prix, they had two 2014 Williams there that Lance Stroll was testing in. Uh, and he did another two days at Suzuka after the Singapore Grand Prix. So they initially planned for Kubica to test the day after Stroll, but the Strolls decided that they wanted uh, a bit of practice around Austin, so they shipped the cars off to America, um, which left no more cars for Kubica to test. Um, so they're now looking at finding a spot somewhere uh, in Europe, um, and they're saying there's a chance he might have to cover the costs of the test himself. Um, <laughs> because it, I've read conflicting things, but it seems like... Uh, uh, Lawrence Stroll, Lance Stroll's dad, bought two 2014 cars off Williams um, so he can be testing constantly. Um, but then, obviously, he has to then pay Williams to send out the engineers to actually run yeah. the cars. Um, <laughs> so he has no interest in helping out them test another driver. Uh, it seems like Williams have got a third 2014 car, so I think they're just trying to find a place and a time to get Robert Kubica in that and... Uh, assess whether they think he's up to snuff is is this just a, a track orientation thing because i can't imagine what stroll would be gaining from running a 2014 it's it's pretty track. much that it's pretty much learning yeah. tracks and just gain time in the cars i think because a, a lot of these tracks he's why? never driven before but why not to simulate i know yeah, i know there's nothing more valuable than time in the car on a track and yes that's going to be very different to a simulator but in my head, I'm just thinking time in a simulator of this year's car at the track would probably be more valuable yeah, than it's interesting. a yeah. car that's three years out of date. I, just... I suppose it depends mm. how good your simulator is, doesn't it? Then again, yeah. when, when Jensen came back from Monaco, I don't think he bothered doing any simulator time, did he? That's He's just true. like, nah, I'll turn. Like, that's very much his attitude these days, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's different and, ends of the spectrum, that though, as well, isn't it? You've got yeah, that's very true. Sport for what? How long was he there? Fifteen years or something? Yeah, uh, more than. And then two thousand is when he came in, wasn't it? So yeah, more than fifteen years. And then yeah. you've got somebody who's been in it fifteen minutes. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Williams also had an offer on the table for Alonso at some point, apparently, but um, he should be getting conferred a McLaren soon. I've also read something saying that uh, the Strolls weren't particularly keen on that idea and were far. Right. More interested in one of the other three getting a drive. I can't imagine why. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, there's still a chance that we'll see Robert Kubica in the car next year. Um, honestly, I think the most likely thing is probably still Massa at this point. But do you think much... that's more likely than Deresta? I mean, it's tricky. Deresta did a damn good job in Hungary when he had to get in the car with an hour's notice. Um, he's also got Mercedes backing. Mercedes are still pretty keen to keep him around. Obviously, after he, uh, Mercedes pulled out of DTM, he's kind of without a drive anywhere at the moment. And Mercedes still seems to be quite keen on getting him racing somewhere. So mm. he's certainly got their backing. Maybe there'll be a nice little deal with their engines for them putting him in yeah. the car. Who are we backing as a as a trio? Who would we like to see in the car? <laughs> Honestly, I'm beating the same old drummer here, but anyone but Massa honestly <laughs> anyone I just I, I don't think Massa's adding, adding anything to the sport anymore I mean you could probably argue that all three of them are probably all, or a little bit old and past their best these days um, I don't know Duresta, I think Duresta was taken out of Formula 1 a little bit too soon I thought I could he was but he's been out of it for a few years now and he's probably a little rusty yeah, it, 
I suppose, but equally for me, both Diresta and Cubits would be just as magical to see both of those. Oh, I'd love to yeah. see them both in cars. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, you got an opinion? I I think, I think for longevity, it would probably be nicer to see Diresta. <clears throat> I think Diresta would probably have a bit more of a chance of making it work and then staying. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. seeing Cubits back would be nice but i'm not sure how long it would last yeah. um, and there's a big no. novelty element to that i think there's more yeah, novelty yeah, to cubits are coming back it's good for marketing it'd be great for the team it'd be amazing have. for marketing yeah. it'd yeah, be great yeah. if it was as good as he was as well if he picked it yeah. picked up where he left off but... yeah um, it's actually a really difficult decision i would not want to be claire williams no right me now, neither that's no. a tough decision between those three the other thing of course is that because of the martini sponsorship it has to be someone over 25 so they're kind of their only three options it's not like they can go looking yeah. elsewhere really yeah. is that unless uh, Jordan Palmer shows up at the door yeah. yeah he's he was on the list at one point I think but it seems like he's been dropped off now mm. I, I was just thinking when we we're talking about Mercedes backing and things like that that'll be why Verline's not in the mix won't it yeah, he's young. 23 or 24, I think. Because they'd yeah. probably pull... I'd imagine that if it was a Mercedes input to the decision, they would, would probably try and bring him, yeah. him up. But there's obvious reasons now thinking about it, the fact that he's too young, which is just yeah, definitely. to say. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, this is weird, especially in a climate where it seems like every season there's a younger driver starting the, the yeah. Formula 1. Yeah. Uh, over at Sauber... Um, it seems like Ferrari are pushing for Leclerc and Giovinazzi to get the two drives. Uh, but interestingly, uh, Longbow Finance, which is the company that acquired Sauber from Peter Sauber this year, uh, have quite close links to Ericsson and have been, I think they've like funded him throughout his career. So they're obviously quite yeah. keen on him staying. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see who ends up in that car. I would personally love to have Leclerc and Giovinazzi going head to head in that car, but I suspect it will be more of a one for us, one for you situation. Yeah, I guess it depends how just how much sway Ferrari have ended up with with the new deal, yeah. really, doesn't it? Definitely not enough to dislodge Ericsson. I can tell you that for sure. No, absolutely not. Longbow Finance own half of Ericsson's promotion company that that promotes him. So well, forty percent of it. So there's just no way on earth he's going. Yeah, anywhere. I don't think so. Yeah. He's, he's Which... got to drive for life, that kid. Yeah. What, um, what I find interesting with that, though, is it, it, there's, a, there's a weird thing around Ericsson, which is he's, he's quite often, as we're saying now, seen as a paid driver, but he wasn't too shabby in uh, F2 or GP2 as it was when he was there. Well, he was good, and I can remember watching many GP2 races thinking, I hope this guy gets to step up and have a go yeah, he's had a in the big league. Um <laughs> And uh, the thing is, with him and Verline, now either Verline's not been as good as everybody thought he would be, or Ericsson's actually as good as Verline, and nobody's given him the credit he deserves because he is seen as a pay driver. So it'd be really yeah. interesting to see him against someone that we know has got a lot of natural talent like Leclerc to see what he's actually made of. If yeah, absolutely. Sense. I mean... For me, there's no doubt that he is a pay driver because he's 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 so in bed with all the Longbow Finance people that I mean, there's multiple people who work for Longbow Finance who are funding his career. Yeah. Um, in terms of his sort of GP two record, um, the best he did, uh, he finished second in the GP two final, um, 
in 2011 when they used to run it slightly differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was for iSport. And then uh, the highest is coming, like sort of the main championship is sixth. Um, yeah. He actually did better for Caterham than he's hmm. done on average for Sauber. He did. He finished 19th in 2014 for Caterham in Formula One. Um, and he's not come any higher than... Wait, he did 18th for Sauber the year after that, but then 22nd in 2016, and he's currently running 20th in... Uh, of 20 this season of 20 yeah <laughs> um yeah i think i think he's probably got that seat on a degree of merit but he's got the backing to keep him in that seat yeah he's retaining yeah. it not so much through merit yeah whereas someone like a verline is probably there on talent and hasn't got the same backing to keep him there yeah it does make you wonder if uh, verline's been given the same equipment as uh there's bit so well there were rumors of after longbow took over under manisha keltenborn quit a couple of races afterwards one of the big rumors at the time was that the disagreement that led to her leaving was over exactly that that she wanted to give the two drivers exactly equal machinery every time and longbow were very much not in that camp so Mm. yeah it makes you wonder what they're if they're still getting the same sort of thing yeah and that's that's one of the things that's making me like Sauber less at the minute is the fact that they are, yes. seem to be quite heavily leaning towards one driver and not sort of not really supporting the other one at all. Sadly, I think when Peter Sauber retired, um, the soul of that team mm. kind of went with him. I think. Yeah. Like we've said before, it can't be that long before they become called something else. Yeah, they'll be called Longbow F1 or something. Yeah. Or Ericsson F1, maybe. What did we call them? We came up with a name with them, didn't we? Like the Italian for... Oh, it was the Italian for Prancing Horse. That was it, yeah. I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but it was that. <laughs> it sounded good, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Giovinazzi's obviously done a few practice sessions this year. Um, well, he did two races for Sauber. He's done a few practice sessions for Haas yeah. as well. Uh, Leclerc is also going to run four FP1s for Sauber this year. Uh, Malaysia, United States, Mexico and Brazil. So it certainly looks like they're getting him ready for a drive next year. Uh, but yeah, as we sort of said, all of that kind of leaves Verline nowhere to go. Um, the Williams seat just can't happen because of his age. It looks like Sauber's not going to want him. Renault has closed up. Uh, Mercedes, I think, were talking to Force India, but that seat's now disappeared. The second Toro Rosso seat we're expecting to be Pierre Gasly. And that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, and and it's going to take Gasly's seat in Japanese Super Formula. Yeah, he's either got Super Formula or third driver written all over him, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Who's Mercedes' current third driver? It is him, isn't he? Actually, he's still their reserve driver. I think I I can't remember if, due to regulations, he can go down to F two because Grosjean went back to F two, if you remember. Yes, he did. Well, actually, he went back he? to GP2. Yeah. He came up from GP2, um, had incidents, <laughs> and <laughs> was sent back to GP2, and then won it and had no choice but to leave GP2. And that's when he popped back into the Lotus Renault, yes, as it was at the time, before yeah. obviously his move to Haas and started crashing into people again. But <laughs> yeah, it, he like sort of bounced backwards and forwards. So I'm wondering if potentially there'd be something like in the way that obviously Leclerc's down there at the minute with a Ferrari back in possibly um, yeah yeah. obviously Stoffel van Dorn was down there with a, a McLaren back in it'd be interesting to see if he 
would maybe have an option of. I, I doubt he'd want to, but you know, if there's not. no seat available, it at least keep him fresh well, and following the main series for the year. Well, Mercedes looking don't have an official reserve driver this season, so mm-hmm. I imagine they'll probably slot him into that just to keep him in the sport. To be honest, I think in the rules you can go back down to GP two as long as you haven't won it. If yeah, you win it's it, you yeah, can't go back. champion can't go back, isn't it? I don't know if there's, a, I don't think there's an age restriction or um, a professional appearance as an F one restriction. Otherwise, someone like Grosjean wouldn't have been able to go back down and then win it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Unless he's changed since then, I, you know, it may have changed since he did that. Um, j- just, just while we're on the subject of Sauber and Verline and Ericsson, I have a question. Oh yeah, who do we think is better, Ericsson or Bruno Senna? <laughs> Hang on, then. <laughs> if you're going to ask that question, Stu. <laughs> been a while since you've had that isn't it yeah it's a little while we haven't, we haven't um, offended a center for ages no um who are we comparing just ericsson ericsson i think i might lean towards center on that one you know yeah i think i do as well i think center's better yeah i'd say center's better than marcus ericsson too oh there we go i think that's the first unanimous center's better we've had for a while <laughs> yay <laughs> Uh, a final bit of news that I can barely believe we're giving airtime to, but there you go. Um, yeah. Um, commercial boss Sean Bratches has revealed that plans are underway for microphones to be placed on the exhausts of cars, so the sounds louder and the Formula Nostalgia subset will be a little bit happier. Um uh, David Hill, who apparently is a man with a reputation in sports television and broadcast innovation, <laughs> is working with some German company to develop ceramic microphones that can be attached to the exhaust pipes to make it louder. Clearly, they've not heard of a mixing desk. Yeah. But there we go. It's, um, bizarre, isn't it? It's utterly stupid, honestly. I, ironically, some of the first people to have outrage about this news were Formula Nostalgia. <laughs> just go down to Goodwood. Just go to Goodwood. Yes, it, uh, motorsport's brilliant because there's something for everyone. And if you if it's not noisy enough for you, go to a series that is noisy. Yeah. <sighs> that's uh, right. That's that's annoyed me that's, now. That's the news. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Upset Chris before the, <laughs> before we do the fun thing. It's like, oh, we'll have some fun now. Yes, that's about all the news for this week. I think. Um, so now we're going to do something a bit different. I've cobbled together a game on a, over a couple of lunch breaks at work that I thought of that we're going to play now and these guys have no idea what it is so I'm just going to uh, launch it, it on them yeah <laughs> let's go um, in the beauty of editing Tom will now seamlessly mix in some lovely game show music oh listen to that isn't that great um, <laughs> so uh, we've we've talked a bit before about tracing back the history of F1 teams through sort of what they've been called in the past so I'm going to sort of test your knowledge of that. Um, I've got five current F1 teams and every name they've been in the past, either through name changes or being sold to new owners or anything like that. Uh, so I guess we'll flip a coin to see who goes first and then you can take it in turns picking a team. Um, I'll tell you how many past teams there are to find, so how many different names that team's had in the past. Um, and you'll get that many guesses to get them all so if it's been three names in the past you'll get three guesses uh, and you score a point for each one uh, if you don't get them all the other person can have a guess at each to try and steal some points 
Okay. Uh, the twist, though, is I'm not going to tell you what the teams are in advance. Uh, I'm just going to give you how many points each is worth. So I guess we can see if you can work out Ooh. what team you're picking just based on the number uh, ahead of them. Uh, so there's two four-pointers, one three-pointer, one two-pointer, and one one-pointer. Okay. Does that make sense? Just about. Um, cool. Yeah. I'll explain as we go. It'll be great. Uh, okay. So I'll flip a coin. Uh, Stu, do you want heads or tails? Uh, tails. It is heads. So Tom, do you want to go first Never or fails. second? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go for it. Why not? Cool. So, would you like a four-pointer, the other four-pointer, a three-pointer, a two-pointer, or a one-pointer? I'll go for it and try a four-pointer. See how. Do you want four? The first or the second? Either you you decide. Right, we'll go that first bit. on the list, and that is Renault Sport F1 team. The Ooh. current Renault team. So they have been f- called four different things in the past. So you get four guesses to work out what they were. Um, oh, this is fun. I like this. <laughs> How accurate do I need to be? As long as you give me a general idea. So, for example, they're currently called Renault Sport F1 team. If you say Renault, I'll give you the point. Okay, well, before that, they were Lotus F1. That is correct. They were Lotus from... 2011 to 2015. They were Renault again before that. Is that what you want? Or... Yep, it was a sort of a trick question, but they were Renault before that from 02 to then, 2010. Um, what, were they, what have they been before that? Um, does... <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> You put yourself really under- it's just that I can't I can't think of what they were before that either. These are some of the tougher ones actually, these last two. What the four is? The the this one particularly, these last two that he's trying to guess are some of the tougher ones. Oh um how many more is there? Two more. There's two more. Yeah. Is there another rendition of Lotus in there somewhere that I need? There's no more Lotus and Renault, you've had you've got the like trick question part of it. So you need what they were called from 86 to 01 and then 81 to 85. Oh, Benetton. Is correct. Um, that was your 86 to 01. And then Benetton, Benetton bought the team off someone else. Um, I didn't know this until I did research for this game. Oh, I'll probably oh, never get I think it I, I, I think I know it. Um, who did Benetton? Stu's ready to steal. Let him have a go. I can't think of who it might be. Stu, you get one guess. It's, it's the Stewart team. Was it Stewart? It was not the no, Stewart team. I, I know where they. I know where they. Fit. Well, don't say anything because that might come up later. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer from 1981 to 1985, the uh, Benetton bought a team off Tolman. Oh, of course, Tolman. Yeah. Yes, which oh. was Senna's first team, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that gives Tom a whole three points. Uh, now it's Stu's turn to pick. Do you want a four, a three, a two, or a one? Um, I'm gonna go for a. I'm gonna go for the four. I've got to go for the. He's four. going for the four. Give the, the best chance of matching. Do you have any idea what it might be? I think I know where you might be starting. Do I have to guess who the the four is now? That won't give like you any. Who, who, no, no. I'm just. I'm just wondering if you actually had an idea who it was going to be, or if you're just saying four because it's the most points. Um, I'm thinking more of the points, to be honest. I think I know right, which so your team, team is. you might be picking, though. Can I guess? What, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Red Bull. What do I think? The t- it's not Red Bull, oh. it is Mercedes. Ooh, Mercedes. So, so Mercedes oh, have yes. been four teams before. They've been Mercedes since 2010. Who were they before yeah. that? 
They were Braun GP before that. They were Braun GP in 2009. Uh, then before that, they were Honda Formula One team. They were Honda from 06 to 08. Uh, before that, they were BAR. Yep, British American Racing in 99 and BAR Honda in 05. I'll, uh, until 05, I'll give you all that for one point. Uh, and who and did... Bomb War, who did BAR buy the team off? I know this one. Uh, this is the hardest way. Kind of, well, <laughs> flipping heck. I don't... I nearly swore really bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were this team from 1968 to 1998. 68 to 98? Yeah. Uh, that's a long time. What a title as well, if I remember rightly. I'm not saying anything. 68. Oh, um, I don't want to say anything too loud because I don't want to <laughs> put, give, risk giving points, teams and points away for the next questions. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give up on it. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Kent's passing. Tom, you get one guess. Is it Tyrrell? I think it's Tyrrell. It is Tyrrell. Yes. Ah, steals the points. Yes, Tyrrell from. No- I didn't know this either. Tyrrell until '98, and then BAR bought the team from Tyrrell. Right now, yeah. But- so, you know, I was searching through my head. When you're under this kind of pressure, you just cannot think of names of old teams. Nope, I'm glad I'm not doing this. Uh, Tom, it is your turn to pick. We've got a three, a two, and a one left. I'll go with the three. He's going for the three. Any guesses what it might be? Red Bull. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just going to keep gonna saying keep that, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, it is Sahara Force India F1. Oh, uh, you lucky, well, lucky. And they have been... They've been Force India since 2008, and they've been three teams before that. Well, before Force India... Ah, now. Do I have to get them in the order that they were in? You do not need to get them in order. Right, so at one point they were Jordan. They were Jordan, yeah, 91 to 05. Jordan became Midland? They did. Now the question is, was there something between Midland and Force India or not? Uh, Midland was 2006, so it's just what they were called in 2007 that you're missing. Oh, so there is something in the middle. What did Midland become? Um, oh, um, Spiker is correct. Oh, yes. I had it. I had it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, oh, I was willing you not to get it. <laughs> yes, come on, I've got this. What are good, the scores on the doors? Good work for a full three. Uh, that puts Tom on seven and Stu, you're on three. Oh, what? You sort of need everything that's left <laughs> at this he's point. Got, he's, he's got a game in hand, doesn't he? He's got a, yeah. Got uh, a, uh, I've got to have to go for the two. Yeah, I'm going to have to go for the two. Tom, do you know what this one might be? Uh, Red Bull. It is Red Bull uh, Racing. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so, yes, they had Red Bull since 2005 and they were two teams before that. Both. <laughs> um, I this thing is, I know they, I know they had like really good sponsorship deals with like. Um, uh, that is a tricky thing. Yeah, they've sponsored a lot of teams in yeah. the past, but they're not necessarily teams that they have actual lineage with. Right. Okay. So, oh, uh, Red Bull were Jaguar before Red Bull. They were, yeah, two thousand to two thousand four, and then before Jaguar, it's, were they Stewart before Jaguar? Yeah. They were Stuart before Jaguar. Yes! Stuart Grand Prix 97 to 99, Jaguar 2000 to 2004, and then Red Bull since 2005. Am I right in saying Mark Webber drove for all three incarnations yes. as well? Uh, I don't think he drove for Stuart, but he definitely drove no, for Jaguar. No, it was Williams, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. 
so, Stu, that's let you catch up a little bit. Um, so the final one, where Tom will go first on this one, um, for a single point. Basically, Stu, you need him to get this wrong because it's only a one-pointer, mm-hmm. and that okay. also won't be enough for you to win. We'll do it anyway. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, yeah. So your we final. Could make it, we could make this double points or something, and then make it a uh, a buzz-in round. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Let's have it. Let's make it a. Oof. A decider, since we've uh, okay, you have come to sh- this far. Okay, you have to shout your name, not the answer. Shout your name. Okay. Yeah. So your final team, I suppose we'll make it two points for fun, is Scuderia Toro Rosso. I struggle to say my own name every time I come on this. What is your answer? Oh, crap, you made me forget my answer. Minardi. Minardi. Minardi is correct. Well done. Yes. Um, <laughs> so what you've done there, Stu, is you've managed to engineer a draw, and I don't have anything for a tiebreaker. So let's oh. just call it a draw. It's the first game we've ever played, and it's a fun draw. So well done, everyone. Yay! <laughs> Everybody gets points. I en- I engineered a draw. <laughs> and to me, that's a win. Minardi, eighty-five to 05. That was a Minardi around for so long. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, I can't believe how long Tyrrell were around for before. Yes, yeah. I, I learned a lot researching this. Um, all the other teams that are currently on the grid have only ever been what they are currently. So Ferrari, Williams, Sauber, uh, McLaren, mm. the other ones I have not mentioned. Um, yeah, because even if Williams have had title sponsors, they've technically always yeah they've been always Williams. just been Williams. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and there we go. Good that game. is the game with no name. Good game. Good game. Right. Shall <laughs> we move on and do some predictions? Yay! More games. <laughs> more games. <laughs> game that we're not so good at. I'd be yeah. I'd be interested just before we do move away from that game slightly. I'd be interested to know how well people did. So tell us how well you did. Actually, yes. Yeah, let's know if you uh, did better than me. Did better than I took part. Yeah. We did okay. I thought. Yeah, I think you did very good. It we was got, only we got them all between us. Yeah, even some of the really tough ones you managed to get. So, yeah, uh, there's some great infographics about that sort of stuff around as well. If you yeah, I actually fa- found this like giant wide image that had every team that's ever competed in Formula One and uh, like where they all fit in and what they changed into and stuff. Nice, cool, cool. Anyway, right, let's, anyway. let's do some predictions. Malaysian predictions. Grand Prix. Do you want me to? Uh, yeah, to look predictions. For Go me? on then. Do some talking. Okay. Okay, let's do this. Uh, so, Malaysian Grand Prix. Uh, l- last, well, let's start with um, let's start with Tom. Tom, who's going to be your fastest qualifier, my friend? Um, oof. Who was on Lewis Hamilton year. last year? Lewis Hamilton, uh, Paul yeah. Rosberg second. The Red Bulls were third and fourth last year. Ferrari's in fifth and sixth. I'll probably go with Hamilton then. A bit boring. Yeah, I think Hamilton's a good bet. So, oh no, it's going to be triple ham again, isn't uh, it? Yeah, is it? Let's think for a second. Um, how much buy was it last year? The Red Bulls did quite well. Oh, actually, no, 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 in there. Hamilton. <laughs> so, I'm Hamilton as well. Chris, who are you going to I consider saying Bottas, but last year he was out qualified by Massa there, which didn't happen that often, so I'm sticking with Hamilton. Yeah, Hamil- I think really for this one, Hamilton's the only guy. He, he really dominated it last season. It was only when his engine blew up mm. that he uh, 
lost dominated and right until he blew yeah, up. Yeah, arguably the championship gusting yes. race that one. Uh, Chris, who would you like for the win? It's a double ham for me, please. Double ham. Uh, I am going to go. Oh God, I'm going to have to go ham as well. It's got to that stage in the season where he's just <laughs> he's on. He's pretty unstoppable around here. Great, Tom. Um, I'm, as as good as Vettel has been around that track over the years, I think as long as he's um, trouble free, it'll probably be Hamilton. Yeah, I'm feeling that right. Uh, first DNF, and it is me to go first. Last year it was Vettel actually, a turn one collision with uh, Nico Rosberg. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, then the next retirement was Roman Grosjean. Guess why he retired? Brakes. Yep. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> and Rosberg fought his way back all the way to third from being at the back of the grid. Yes, despite having a 10-second penalty as well. Yeah, yeah, a 10-second penalty, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, what else happened last race? Fernando Alonso had a uh, 40, I think it was a 45-place grid penalty for unscheduled power element changes, That was power unit changes. The first of the really, really bad ones, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, and he managed to bring it home in seventh. So that was basically from that. I think there were a few, well, quite a lot of retirements. One, two, three, four, five, six retirements. Um, first DNF though. Uh, oh God, it's tough this season, and I, I, it's hard to do it based on the last race because there were so many retirements last yeah, race so early. That an it was, anomaly, it isn't it? Just made that? it really unpredictable. Yeah. Um, I am gonna say, oh, I'm gonna go Palmer. He's had his one good race. It's back to the bottom again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom. Um, just because we've been giving him some stick for being a pair driver, Marcus Ericsson. <laughs> Ericsson. <laughs> um, I wish Bruno Senna was there. I'm going to go for Kvyat, I think. Kvyat. It's the same names that yep. keep popping up, it isn't is. it? First DNF. Uh, number of finishers, Chris. Uh, we had six retirements last year, which is a lot. Mm. It's a lot. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna have a 16 this time. I'm feeling a bit more optimistic. 16 finishers. Uh, then me. I am gonna say. I've been too optimistic this last. <laughs> I've been too pessimistic. Sorry, this last few races. So I am gonna say 17 finishers this season, this year. This race, <laughs> I'm going to go the opposite way and say 15. 15. Oh, again, always around the 15, 16, yeah. 17 yeah. mark, aren't we? And uh, finally, Chris, can you give us a random driver I can. of the day? It is uh, Stoffel Van Dorn. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Stoffel Van Dorn. Tricky one. It's a really tricky one. I will put the cat amongst the pigeons um, and say 11th. 11th? It's bold. Oh, that's not... That's me. I'm uh, thinking there are a couple of quite big straights at that track, so I'm going to say 14th. 14th. I'm going to be even less optimistic <laughs> than both of you. Um, I've got 17 finishers, and I'm going to say 16. Oh, dear. Okay. So that'll be I've, one of the sabers behind him, I assume. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Unless the servers <laughs> retire. Yeah. Cool. Um, that's it. That's all of them. So that's what we think. Uh, but be sure to let us know what you think. We had a record number of people entering last week. A record low on actual points scored, but a record high <laughs> on people <laughs> taking part. Yeah. So hopefully this race will be a bit more straightforward and we can get lots more people on the scoreboard. Um, so send in your predictions for fastest qualifier, winner, first DNF, number of finishers, and where Van Dorn will finish. You can tweet us at Back of the Grid F1. We're on Facebook, just look up Back of the Grid. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Back of the Grid, or our website is backofthegrid.com. Uh, if you want to find any of us, Stu is Stu underscore PX, Tom is Tomkin89, and I am TNM Chris. And I think that is everything for this week. It's about as much yeah. as my throat so can take. <laughs> yeah, I think you're doing very well about as much as my brain can take those two <laughs> games um, so thank you for joining us we will see you again after the Malaysian Grand Prix bye everyone bye bye, bye.